All right, it's JB from SS. Let's talk some baseball. We're going to look at the showdown today, the MLB showdown. The showdown contest is one game. That's what you pick from. It's a new new contest they rolled out this year. Um, before, it wasn't even really <clears throat> a uh, discussion of, of e- even thought of back when draft games. It was very, like very loyal to multiple games and picking out of now they find a way to tweak the salaries and and allow you to enjoy um a game just one game picking out of it sometimes what you do get out of it you do get another opportunity to um play in a contest <clears throat> it adds more competitive to the slates but you know sometimes you might have several people that might end up placing first because you're only picking out of one game and then they do allow multiple entries so um we'll see what it we we'll see how it comes out. Today we got um <clears throat> we got the White Sox in Minnesota. As I briefly touched on last night. I'm not gonna go into too much of it, but you know, we saw a lot of offense last night. Wasn't a lot of good pitching on the mound. Um again, y'all gonna take that in the contest. We're gonna kinda be dealing with the same thing again here in the show now. We got um Fernando Romero has a four point one five ERA. Two and two win loss record, thirty strikeouts. He has a one point three nine WHIP, which is pretty mediocre, not too bad. But he has some 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 causes for alarm in his metrics. His last start, more importantly, against Kansas City, he only lasted one point two innings, gave up eight earned runs, one home run. But yeah, eight earned runs. He had nine hits in that game, so um, his stuff wasn't moving right. Probably location wasn't good. A lot of issues there for the young man, right? Then we got Renato Lopez. He has a 3.80 ERA, almost near four. Same kind of result. He was going against Cleveland. We gave him a little bit of a pass. Cleveland is a tough offensive team. He had a negative 10. All right. He also had a negative 13.5 against Pittsburgh back on May 15th. Here's another guy, you know, didn't even get past four or five innings, 2.2 innings, eight hits allowed, seven earned runs. Again, didn't give up any long balls, but again, you know, he's pitching the ball and it's not fooling anybody. You know what I'm saying? So, Minnesota's hot right now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they're they're playing good. They're four and six in their last ten. They're five under five hundred, chasing Cleveland, who's only two games under five hundred, over five hundred right now. Um, they're losers of their last three. The Cleveland Indians are. Minnesota have, is winners of their last three. They pretty much demolished Cleveland um, the last time they played, and. Then, um, they took advantage of it. Had a great strategy in that in that in that uh, matchup, and it was able to gain some ground. Now they can do the same thing here. Um, they have <clears throat> to work around the pitching on the mound. They're gonna have to definitely bring some um, bring some offense today. Again, you know they got the White Sox, and the White Sox, as we know, is at the bottom of the division. Um, 20 games under 500, 0.321% winning, 11 games behind Cleveland. Um, they winners of their last game, all right. Oh, that's, oh, they're they're um, actually on the road. They're 8-19, and 19, and they're 10-19 and 19 at home. So not doing as well on the road as home. Um, not good pitching on the mound. So um, but both of these teams, one rolling off of a little bit more momentum. Then the other one, uh, winning a, a a series against their divisional leader, that spells good for Minnesota. They are the favorite on covers, favorite in consensus, 67%. For Minnesota today, 33% for the White Sox. They're minus 170 
on the money line. I mean, anything over uh, 150 is kind of convincing. Um, so let's look at let's look at what's going on. One player I do want to highlight um, is um, Sano. Sano, yeah, he does very good against right-handed pitching, uh, which is what Lopez is. Lopez is a right-hander. And he likes day games. He plays very good at the day. If you um, ever had a chance to look up his splits and metrics, um, you can definitely see those two characteristics there. He has uh, very, very enormous power. If you leave anything hanging over a slide or anything, or if you catch up with a fastball, he will take you out of the yard. Um, he hasn't had a home run in the last two games. Hasn't had double-digit performance fancy points in the last games, but he has been active at four points against Cleveland. 70 against um, Cleveland on the game before that in the second game. So um, look for him to do some things. He strikes out, of course. He's he's kind of a young slugger, and that's what they do. But he's gonna have a lot of um, he's gonna have a lot of opportunity today um, going up against Lopez. Um, in the showdown, you don't have to pick pitchers. If you don't like the pitchers, you can fade them. I mean, if you pick a pitcher and he's been mediocre, as we've seen both of these, what can you do that will sustain him to not basically just demolish your lineup? So, um, looking at looking at both <laughs> looking at both of the two, we know Romero has the higher of the ERA. Um, he has a thirty strikeouts. He has a has a slightly a little better WHIP. Um, you know, you know me. If you listen to my podcast, I'm very particular about pitching. Um, we saw that last night. We had some pitches that went in the negative. You know, it was only four games yesterday. You had several pitches that just just did terrible yesterday. Um, you know, some of them being um, uh, the godly godly who was a top salary pitcher for Arizona last night. He ended up giving up seven earned runs. He was negative five point nine. All right, and then even Hamill. Hamill had his injury. You know, I don't know why they didn't take Hamill out in that sixth inning or so, and then they let Jeffrey Marte come in there. You could tell the way he was hacking at the ball that, you know, he had every pitch red. I mean, it wasn't nothing Hamill was putting up that was fooling anybody. Even when when Trout was off a little bit, he was still able to just muster the ball just on brute strength because it just didn't have any movement. And he's able to get it in the outfield, get on top of it, and lace it down the line. So, um, velocity is a big part of that. Um, Romero, he's had a 31-point fantasy performance against St. Louis. Um, He had a 22 on the road against Seattle. Um, He had some good games. Both of those teams are good. You know, Seattle's right there at the top of their division. St. Louis is playing good ball. He did what he's supposed to do against Toronto. Toronto bats struggle a lot. He had 22 fancy points against them back on May 2nd. So, uh, I mean, 4.15 ERA, a 1.39 whip. Um, Renato Lopez has a lower ERA, slightly lower WHIP. His win-loss record is 1-4, and and that's probably due to he probably doesn't get a lot of run support. He has some brilliance there. I mean, against Oakland on the road, he had 26.7 back on April 16th. And then against Texas on May 20th, um, he had 36.9. I've, I've seen him get locked in. And just start mowing, <laughs> just start mowing guys down, you know. And he'll just start getting a lot of strikeouts, you know. Um, against Minnesota, 
I mean, he he they had a no decision the last time. Uh, he pitched six innings. His whip was decent. It was 1.2. But the problem was he had four earned runs. And he he had a 5.4 ERA. Uh, gave up one home run. He gave up six hits. A hit per inning. Six hits in 6.2 innings. Gave up a home. That's about everything you could possibly do wrong in a game. He he actually allowed it. So current history shows not too good. Romero hasn't pitched against um against the White Sox this year, so that does kind of favor him. Uh, all they can do is pretty much look at film and kind of guesstimate. They haven't really seen him in in real time. Um, and I always say it's a it's a it's an advantage for a pitcher when he's going against the team for the first time in the year. You know he you know he's not going to be the same pitcher if you faced him last year. He's going to actually make some changes. So if he was a roster one of the two, I would probably go Romero. I would go with the home team. I'll go with the hotter team. That's why he's salaried a little bit higher, two grand at that. A little bit higher than Lopez. Um, as for the lineup, again, both both guys are right-handed. Um, you got Mankata up there. Mankata is pretty lukewarm. Um, he doesn't hit that well in the daytime. He is a left-hander. He can he bats a little bit better from the left uh, against Romero. Um, that 8400 after buying one of these pitchers is going to definitely challenge you. with who else you can get in your lineup? Uh, Abreu is the same way. I mean, he he's doesn't he doesn't play very well in the day games. Um, his average is kind of low. Him and Mankata, um kind of share that same symptom in the day games. They're not their slugging it isn't isn't as high. So you're kind of um <clears throat> kind of risking it a little bit. Uh, Mankata actually versus right-handed pitching has been um, 266. His OBP is 346. Um, slugging is 0.489. Um, you know, his OPS is 0.835. So, I mean, not too bad. In the daytime, <clears throat> his average is 200. So, um, and then his OBP is 0.290. Um, slugging is down a little bit, 0.326. And his OPS goes down, 0.616, when he plays that. And, and in the daytime, so Metris versus right-handed is not bad. <clears throat> you know, he had 139 at bats against right-handers, and only 50 against left-handers. All his home runs has come against right-hand pitching, none against left-handed. So all that spells well. Against Minnesota this year, though, his um, OPS is point one point one four three, and six at bats. He's just had one walk. He had four strikeouts. It might be a turning day for him where he <clears throat> may try to actually do something a little bit different. So um, just giving you a little update on him. Um, you may want to. I mean, he seems like a like a go right there. I don't. I don't. I don't have anything against. Him. He's a very talented player. He's going to get at least minimum three three to four at bats. <clears throat> also on the lineup, they got Adam Engel down there at the bottom. Um, Tim Anderson, Palka, a couple of those other other individuals. We have Charlie Tilson at 5,100. Um, let's look up Adam Engel real quick. Let's look at some of his splits, uh, some of his stats. Um, I do want to make one other. <clears throat> I want to make one other actual um, log about Moncada real quick. That I did pick up, and in the month of June, um, he's been two seventy three. In eleven at bats, he has three hits, 
Um, no home runs in June. Um, his OPS is .788. So .273 is pretty decent. So, um, I mean, he can he's right down the borderline. I mean, he can probably pick it up a little bit more. Um, so we'll see how that goes with him going forward. I do like Mankata today, so I do have my eye on him. Um, Engel, not doing too good against Minnesota. And 13 at-bats, he has two hits, um, two runs. One of the hits being a double, a walk, six strikeouts in 13 at-bats. Um, his average is point one five four. Not really much to get excited about with that. <laughs> um, just looking at some of the guys at the bottom of the lineup. Look, look, Max Kepler, again, he might be a plug right there. Left-hander going against a right-hander. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, exactly. Uh, let's look at this real quick. What he might be up to today. So, right now... He has a 240 average, seven homers, got some power. I've seen him do some good work while he's been in the lineup in a few games. He does um, have a big role sometimes when he's down there in the bottom order, coming behind the top of the order. <clears throat> in June right now, he's struggling, man. .091 average, uh, .167 OBP, slugging .091. Uh, let's see how he does during the daytime. He has a 240 average, remind you that, in seven home runs, right? Um, his average during the day is 0.155, 0.259 OBP, slugging 0.282, OPS <clears throat> 0.541. His OPS during the night is 0.910. So, um, um, obviously not too, <laughs> not big contrast there, right, between day and night. His right hand, right, versus right handed, um, He's .206. I mean, that's not good. Good average there. He has three home runs against right-hand pitching and 141 at-bats and four home runs against left-hand pitchers and only 55 at-bats. He's a lot more comfortable um, going against left-hand pitching, ironically. So there you go. So it looks like right now, I mean, if anything's going to be generated for Minnesota, the bottom lineup is not looking very good. Yeah, I mean, it's looking like the top of the order, probably Escobar and up. Um, just not looking very good. Let's look at um, Robbie Grossman. He's also a switch hitter there. <clears throat> Let's see how um, Robbie's looking right now as for the month of June and how he plays in day games. He's a left-hander. Uh, going against the right-handed pitching right now, is a two, his average is 236. He's been 231 versus right-handed. His OBP is .327, slugging at .330. All his metrics are pretty much about the same versus left and right-handed. He has the one home run, the only home run he has against right-handed. He has a lot more at-bats against right-handed. 91 at-bats versus right-handed versus 36 versus left. Lies RBIs comes against right-handed. has 12 RBIs. And, again, he has so many more at-bats versus right-handed. Pitching versus the left. That is going to be a lot more metrics shown for the right. But for the most part, um, he's still holding uh, above a 300 uh, average in slugging. And OBP, um, 14 walks. So he's very patient. Uh, I like that metric. 14 walks against. He's seen the ball from the right-hand side very good. As for daytime, his slugging is better. 0.364 versus 0.313 at night. 
and his OPS and is about the same, 0.639 and 0.670. Uh, has 44 at bats during the daytime. He has, again, that one home run he did hit was during the daytime, and it was versus right-hand pitching. So the metrics shows good. I mean, if, if you want to roster somebody after that top four right there, Dozier, Rosario, Sano, Escobar, and even Kepler, um, Grossman being a switch hitter, he, he looks like he's comfortable at daytime. He's very consistent versus the right-hand pitching. Um, let's look up. Um, uh, let's look at Palka because he's bad in cleanup. And we want to just make sure um, that you know, we're not leaving anything out that is relative there to such an important position. And um, right now in June, he's banned 400. All right, got a home run, three RBIs, and five at-bats, um, two hits, two runs. Looks like he's doing pretty good. Georgia Tech guy. Um, <clears throat> he's only been a year in the league for one year, 26-year-old. And um, during the daytime, uh, right now he's banned 333 and 51 at-bats, 346. The guy likes it. He likes playing during the daytime. Um on the road, away, uh, he's been 296. Uh, slugging is a little bit better. I mean, he likes playing all, on the road. And versus the right-hand pitching, he's not doing too bad. He has 86 at-bats, so more of his metrics are going to be against right-handed. He has four home runs versus right-handed versus the two and 20 at-bats versus the left-handed pitching. Um... He does try to occasionally steal a base here. He has some speed, so that's good. You know, if he want, if he gets on base and brings somebody home or has a single and the guy's on first and second and they guys somebody comes in from second and goes over to third, he might be able to steal a base for you. I like Parker today. I like him. He's lefty going against the right-hand pitching. Um, definitely, I say you can definitely roster him. Um, and he has a very good position right there. So I definitely like Sano, definitely like Parker. Um, you can take your risk with San Yolmer. I mean, I may actually end up fading the pitchers in this one. I think the salaries are just very outrageous. Um, I think a batter, you know, there's not a lot of power in these lineups today outside of Sano, Dozier, Abreu. Um, I don't really see too many people going yard, but there's some speed in the lineup. Um, you know, um, Dozier can run. Uh, we just talked about Palka, um, um, Moncada can run, Tim Anderson can run. He got some speed, you know, Ingles, some of these guys that are bombed the lineup. So having people in your lineup that can steal a base or two is going to be very important. Probably mixing it up with some of the home run um, power players. So I think that's going to be the strategy to go. Um, if you do want to take a picture, again, I will go with the home team. Um, if you want to try to get lucky... Um, let's look at the <laughs> let's look at the catcher position. Let's look at Omar Navarez and Bobby Wilson. Um, let's look at the home team at Bobby Wilson very quickly. Um, <clears throat> right now he's batting in a nice spot. Um, he's batting one sixty seven, one homer. You know, he's been active in his last three games in Cleveland. He has a hit in his last three games. He's getting four at bats. Didn't strike out a lot. Just had one strikeout in that series when he was in against Cleveland. So in eight at-bats, he only struck out once. Um, doesn't show a lot of power. Um, 
he went yard on May 15th, so he does can occasionally surprise you here and there, right? Um, you don't really like the average, but most catchers are not banned really high right now, so you just got to kind of roll with that. Um, let's go to... Um, let's find the young guy here. And that's him, Bobby Wilson, catcher, all right? Been in the league for eight years. Um... Florida guy, all right, nine June. He's been two fifty. Just has a double. He has two two hits and and eight at bats. Um, let's look at some of the splits. And um, hasn't went hasn't went up against Minnesota this year. But I just want to see how he bats in the daytime. Um, he has fifteen at bats during the day games. He only has one hit. He has two walks. He struck out six times. Um, so. Not a lot of reading in there to him. Uh, right now, um, he's banned above his average in June, which is 250, is 167. Slug is not, in the last seven days, is 0.357. So, I mean, things kind of, is here and there, but he just doesn't, he doesn't really hit that well at the daytime. Now, versus right-hand pitching, he has 36 at-bats. Um, he's banned 0.167, 10 strikeouts. Um, and 36 at bats, um, that doesn't fare too well. 0.333 slugging, 0.533 OPS, slightly better during slugging and OPS, but not really much to get hyped up on Bobby Wilson. I'll probably end up fading Bobby today. Um, as for Navarez, I think he might be around the same in June. He's been a little bit better, 0.286. Um, seven at bats in June. He has two hits, uh, RBI and a walk. Uh, let's look at this guy. He's been in the league for two years from Venezuela. All right, he's bat left, throws right. Um, in day games, you know he has 50 at bats, nine hits, three doubles. So he can go double. He can he can hit for extra base hits. So that's good. He has seven walks, striking about 13 times in 50 at bats. Um, slugging not that good. 0.521 OPS is not bad. Still low averages. Again, they're both catchers. Um, against Minnesota, not a good average at all. 0.071. Again, not much to really get hyped up about both of these catchers. Um, you probably could just fade them both. If you was to pick one, I would definitely go to catcher for the White Sox, right? Um, I think if you fade the pitchers, you might have a little bit more flexibility. Um, in your lineup, I mean, I'm going to just kind of play with it here. we got about 30 more minutes. But if I was to go ahead and roster, we're having Sano and Palka in my lineup, and I put Romero in, that leaves me with 6,300 left. All right, so I'm having to pick from guys like probably Kepler, Grossman, Lamar, Adrianza, Tilson. Tilson playing outfield position today. Um, let's go ahead and take a look at him very quickly and see exactly, um, his, his role and how he's going to play into this showdown. Again, very young, you know, they got their young boys, White Sox, again, going through a lot of rehabilitation now. He's going to be in the, in the league for one year, Charlie Tilson, uh, from Illinois, um, in June, not doing anything. Got one RBI and one walk and nine at bats. He got one hit in June. He's batting .111. Alright, um, in day games, he had 12 at-bats, he had scored a run, he had two hits, had RBI and a walk, two strikeouts, 
very low metrics, you know. Uh, the only thing he got going for him is that he's doing pretty good against right-handed pitching. He has 16 at-bats. He has five hits, scored two runs again, scored two RBIs, had a walk. You know, he has some speed. He has two stolen bases. So, um, he looks like definitely somebody you can put in a lineup. I mean, he has some good metrics. Not He does terrible against left-handed pitching, man. Very bad. But his only strength in looking at his metrics, if he was to take a, a fly on him, is that he does very good against right-hand pitching. So, there you go. And Mr. Tilson is batting at the bottom, almost to the bottom, right between Engel and Thompson. So he is a left-handed batter that gives him a little bit better presence there. Um, we'll look over Dozier real quick, and then we'll wrap it up. You know, everybody knows Dozier is one of my favorite players. Guy just does everything the organization asks for him to do. He bats, he bats down the clean. I mean, he bats at the top of the order. He goes down to three. He goes to two. I mean, he's a very veteran. Been in the league for six years. Southern Miss was his college. A Mississippi guy. All right. Uh, he got nine homers on the year. 25 RBIs. That's kind of due to him batting the lead off a lot. And .246 average. In June, he's batting .462. All right. 13 at-bats. Uh, he has six hits. That's nice, right? Four score, four runs. Got a homer, a triple, a double. The guy's balling right now. He's doing his thing. All right, it's probably a big part of why they done won their last three in a row. So during the daytime, he's batting point one nine eight um, in eighty six at bats. He has seventeen hits, four of his home runs has come during the day. He has ten RBIs, strikeouts eighteen. He plays more at night, and his metrics are are a little bit better at night. Point two seven five at night versus a point one nine eight in the daytime. Slugging is better at .465 versus .384, day versus night, OPS. So he's uh, he's much better at night is what it shows. He does have the power, so he can hit the home run. He has hit a triple, a double. Just hasn't had as much opportunities um, playing during the day, of course, as night. But he does put up respectable numbers, you know what I'm saying? So um, his OPS is not bad. His slugging is not bad. And um, he strikeouts a little bit more. I mean, as much as at bats and 86 at bats, he struck out 18 times versus the 142 bats at night, he struck out 27. So, kind of strikeouts a little bit high during the daytime. That's not a good thing. Um, you can roster him, roster him with caution. Um, but I think he's going to be more of on the plus side than negative side, just due to the the pitching of Lopez, just not being. Um, consistent here lately. Um, let's look at um, Dozier against. I want to look at his right-handed metrics again. The guy's killing right-handers, man. Eight home runs. Eight of his home runs has come against right-hand pitching, and nine of his doubles has come against right-handed pitching. Uh, he has two stolen bases. I mean, even though he doesn't do as well in the daytime, the guy plays. He's very good against right-handed pitching. So um, definitely try to get him in your lineup. Um, definitely like Sano, definitely like Dozier. I like the young guy, Parker. You can take some risks with who you want down there at the bottom of the order. That's on you. I do um, I, I do administer that you look at some metrics. Look at the daytime, nighttime spectrum. It is a day game. Um, I really want to really fool with any catchers. I'll just let them beat you if they do. Um, you do have the opportunity to plug out a pitcher and maybe buy up. And get somebody like Abreu 
um, or even the Eddie Rosario, if you want to. Eddie Rosario, um, he's killed it, man. Point three one seven, um, average thirteen home runs. Had three home runs in that last game on the third. They played against Cleveland. He's probably not. <laughs> he's probably not gonna get pitched to today. So that spells a lot of good for Sano and even Escobar. So. Let's look up a quick me- um, metric on Rosario during the daytime. Let's see how he. <laughs> let's see exactly how he likes batting um, <clears throat> during the daytime. There, guys had a very good game there, man. Really, really, really good game. And those are the kind of things that get you to the top of the leaderboards, man. Yeah, guy in your lineup, you can't miss out on that. Um, right now he's banned, of course, based on all those metrics, he's banned 500, four home runs, and 10 at-bats in June. Uh, let's look at some of the splits real quick. Um, versus White Sox, he's batting .409, uh, .864 slugging. The guy's killing the White Sox, man. Killing them. Does good during the daytime, man. .392 in the day, .430 OBP, .730 slugging, 1.160 OPS in the daytime. This guy loves the sun, doesn't he? It just makes him a very good player. I mean, everything thumbs up. I, I, said, I didn't even have to look at it. I didn't even think they was going to even have a picture this guy. I mean, his salary is almost that much of a picture. So you're going to have to make a decision. Do you take Rosario and his hot metrics or do you take Romero? And that's what you got to decide. If you do multiple lineups, you probably might want to switch that out because both have a lot of value right there. Rosario and then Romero. If you're going to try to get um, Sano, Parker again, don't forget, this is a very critical thing. In this kind of matchup, a lot of people will buy severely down and go and get a closer. Remember, you still got some people down there, two thousand dollars and uh, twenty three hundred that that you can buy and come in at the last minute and close the game and get you six seven points, and then you got somebody in your lineup that does you that gives you zero. So that's another way that people might try to sneak Romero and uh, Rosario in their lineup. They might say, okay, well I fade um, Palka at seventy three hundred and then just buy down for somebody for twenty two hundred and put a close in there. So I'll just give you the secret sauce. Hopefully that helps. I'm going to let you roster your lineups. Thanks for tuning in. Look out for me later on tonight in the $12 single entry. Hit me up on the Instagram at Solution Sports. Find the links. You know I'm here on Anchor. The link's Twitter. It's on Twitter.com forward slash Solution Sports. And good luck to you. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.